Yo, everyone, welcome to episode 18 of Techish. Thank you for coming back once more. I'm Michael Behane. Abadesi here. Whoop, whoop. We're going to get it started. Is there anything you want to start before we start? Is there anything you want to say before we start? <laughs> yeah, I want to say, hey, Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. What's cracking with you? Yeah, I'm good. Listeners, what's up? What's going on? They can't, they can't speak back. <laughs> I still want to know. Let me know. Drop mm-hmm. into my DMs. Yeah, let me know so how you're doing. Whatever emails us on Techish Pod. I miss like, people. Email, yeah, email us, please. Like, yeah. We want to hear from you guys. I'm lonely. Okay, cool. So let's start with the first story. <laughs> Let's start with the first story. Actually, my favorite story of the week is. The oh my fact gosh! That, you know what? Actually, when I saw the tweet about it, I was like, I was really laughing. I found it funny. But when I delved into it, it was really serious. So basically, oh, wow, WhatsApp okay. now mm. is banning people from sending more than twenty um, forwarded messages. So if you've got a message oh that you want to forward to thing, right? So the tweet <laughs> that I saw was kind of like, oh my god, all the aunties now are going to pass be mad on upset. this prayer. Yeah, right. So they're going to be like, all the aunties are going to like don't be eat like, tomatoes. Uh, right, exactly. They're possessed by the devil. So I was like, I wonder why they have done that. I looked into it. Turns out in India, apparently, there's been a whole bunch of like mass murders. <gasps> oh my gosh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah there's been a whole bunch really of there's been a whole bunch of Mob mass justice. murders. Right, yeah, where people are sending like fake news and saying, you know what, this person has has killed this amount of people, like, and they're chopping up limbs. Go get them, and then people are actually dying. And it turns out the whole story, literally ninety percent of the time, is it's BS. Right? Wow. So Facebook is like, whoa, what do we do? So they decided as a catch-all, yeah. basically. So in India, apparently, you can now only forward five messages. So they've even made it even sh- more stringent in India, wow, whereas okay. the rest of us is I 20. mean, that's probably for the best. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think it's a good thing because in what world are you going to need to forward one message to all your contacts and it's not spam? What does that say about humanity that you can receive a WhatsApp message accusing someone of some heinous crime and then just like run out onto the streets and kill them or like try and set them on fire? Because I I remember this conversation about, um, you know, mob justice and the role that WhatsApp plays in perpetuating these false narratives and ultimately killing people, which is friggin' crazy. But it's that horrible thing again that highlights like the the relationship between technology and the worst aspects of humanity because mm. we are just a violent species aren't we like mm. throughout our existence we've always been quite violent and the fact that we can use whatsapp as like uh, an excuse to not verify facts before we act on them is kind of sad it is sad I-, I think it's a wise move from facebook i think it's something where it's the one thing I've seen them do where I'm like, okay, that's a bit of maturity from the company because I feel like they've always been about growth at any cost and and how can they grow their network as, as far and as wide as possible. Yes. And now this is them, them saying, okay, we've seen the real world consequences of what happens where you just have frictionless messaging. Yes. Let's scale it back a bit. Maybe potentially also a little too little too late because you've been killed people have died people have died so what role are WhatsApp playing in giving some justice to people that were wrongly accused and convicted uh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna actually hold the verdict on this one I think yeah okay for Get jiggy with it. Not summertime. Actually, to be fair, summertime is good. Hood classic. I'm going to Miami. There's like like Spanish bit. Party all night when the heat is on. Yeah. What about the um the Y2K song? Man, it's here and I like it. That's a big tune. Yeah, I love that one. Actually, do you know what Men in Black soundtrack? Hard. Yeah. Let's go. I was chatting to a real like old school person, and they were like. They make a, a delineation between the Fresh Prince, which is his rap be- with yes, Jeff, with like Jazzy back Jeff. in the day. Like this is before the, this is before the show. This is like when he was in the early. He actually won a Grammy. 80s. And then the Will Smith, where he was doing the movies, and it was kind of. Hey, the, but the thing is, that's style. our generation. That's our generation. I right? had that yeah, nineties babies, like right. Yeah, that big was really a style. Strong solid um, CD man. And even Wild Wild West was a banger. That's the one I could have yeah, picked. Wild Wild West. Yeah. But the I film saw was terrible, it in the cinema. Though. 
the film was terrible, supposedly. You never watched it? I never watched it. How right? are you here having a conversation about Will Smith? I never saw the Wow Wow. I heard the reviews. <laughs> I saw the reviews. I was like, nah, pass. What? Dude, nah. we were to like fair, 12 I think, when that came out. I think, we didn't I, care I, about reviews. I think Mumsy was struggling at the time. She was like, yeah, no cinema. No, I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> the real truth comes <laughs> the real truth. out. So anyway, we're bringing up Will Smith because supposedly he's launching a venture fund. Yeah. And it's also just great to talk about Will Smith. Yeah, who don't love Will Smith? And I think that Will Smith, like, he's amazing now, social media. I was going like, to say, like, let's it. just touch on Will Smith, the influencer. Yeah. We had Will Smith, the musician. Will Smith, the actor. Grammy Award winner. Oscar, Oscar nominated? No, no he okay, has been Oscar it. nominated. Okay. But For Ali. Yeah. And Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, that's deserved. Yeah. Yeah, that was deserved. So anyways, we're bringing Will Smith up. He's launching a venture fund, but we're just touching upon um, him as an influencer beforehand and what he's done now to kind of make himself more relevant. I was watching a podcast that he was on with yeah. um, a company, uh, Rap Radar, it's a title podcast. And he talked about the shift in mentality that he's had to have because he said back in the day, being a movie star, it was all about mystique. Oh, Nobody yeah. could touch you, right? They just saw you at the red carpet, right? And, you know, you see Tom Cruise at the red carpet. See you next year for my next big smash blockbuster. You don't know nothing about me. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. And now he's like, in this era, it's all about accessibility. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're forgotten. Of course. Right? You know, look at Cardi B and all these new people. Out of sight, out of mind. Have just literally just blown up off their social media presence and it's translating into real world, like, music careers, film careers, whatever, right? So, I commend him that he realized that the, the tide had shifted mm. and it was like, I've got to, this is this is it, like, because a lot of his recent films haven't done as well. He did um, Suicide Squad, kind of a flop. Did not he, watch yeah, that. Yeah, he's dead. Um, he did Bright, which is on Netflix. I've, I've I watched that, actually. I watched that. I mean, look, it was No Men in Black, but yeah. anything Will does, I will You'll invest give it a look, in. Except for Suicide Squad. Except for? <laughs> Suicide Squad, which you just oh, said yeah. the other scene. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he's launching a VC fund. And I've, there's an like, ongoing trend of like celebrity VC funds now, right? They got a lot of cash to splash. Yeah. They're diversifying their portfolios. You know, they're trying to get some high returns. Stock market's doing all right, not so great. Yeah. Um, why not? I mean, it must be so easy that you can just, if you've got a big name, I you think can just be like, guys, give me a hundred million of other people's money and I will like probably hire people. Yeah. To make, like I'm not going to sit there and be going through like the paperwork and everything like, so it's like, if you've got a name, you can just capitalize up that name and raise a fund. Well, that's the thing. Like your, your, whatever, deal flow is super easy just to some extent. Brand. Also, like it's not new, is it? Nas, Ben Horowitz, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg, they're famously friends. Yeah. Um, Ashton Kutcher has been in the game for yeah. a while. He was one of the first ones actually that I remember like that was quite notable. Jigga's in like, the game. Jay's Jay in, in the game. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting really. I also think that their proximity to... Berkeley, Stanford, you know, those like hotbeds Other of rich innovation. Other basically. Basically. They're all you know in those I mean? circles where they can, a, some guy can be like, oh, let me give you 20 million, have a go. There's a lot of deep tech ideas happening and yeah. AI innovations happening oh, in that part of the world. Oh, you're talking on the product side. I'm talking about access to capital. Whereas oh, it, once, access, you, oh, once you're that famous, yeah. you're with like a whole bunch of rich white people and they can be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah why don't I just give I mean, 10 yeah. million, 20 million, you can have a go and see you what you can You get all of your LPs at your annual barbecue. There you go, Yeah, man, jump in on this fun. Yeah, exactly, right? I was also thinking their proximity to the founders and the opportunities opportunities because you know let's face it a lot of tech is still coming out of california but do you think will smith has that proximity to founders like tech founders you think he's rolling he's around Hollywood, literally yeah, geographically so. yeah, like if he true. was in uganda or whatever like he'd be a bit far but i'm saying if you're in cali then you know you're you're there you're by okay here's UC a question what guys. celebrity would you invest in what fun was that hasn't oprah. got one oprah yeah oprah would kill it oprah shonda rhimes I'm all about consumer tech, yeah, Oprah media, content. That's the future. You would just take one mention on her TV You know what show. I'm saying? The WhatsApp story, like, feature change that a lot of us have been asking for and praying for, yeah? Here's another potential feature change yeah. that I have been looking forward to for a while. So Lyft, which is a ride-sharing app similar to Uber. We don't have Lyft out here in London, but anyways, yeah. you get the picture. They're proposing a Zen mode. 
Now, if you're hearing the word <laughs> Zen mode, why would you need Zen in a, in a Lyft or an Uber? Because you want your driver not to say a damn word. <laughs> so this is what it is. You, you click this button and it will tell the driver, don't say nothing. There's yeah, no conversation. Just, no just, small, small talk here. Let me sit at the back and chill. Zip it. Right. So are you... Would you be happy with that feature if that existed? It's so, so funny that you say that because when I was in SF, when I was in San Francisco earlier this year, in a lift, I was getting a ride to a meeting uh, at Stripe, actually. Yeah, another tech company. Ooh, name drop. And uh, <laughs> I was in the cab and this guy just starts telling me his life story. Like he's divorced, his wife took the kids, but he's on the up, he's transitioning into tech, he wants to be a CTO. And I was just like, oh, okay. And now he starts getting into networking stuff where he was just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm like learning like Angular and like this and that. And like I've built a few apps and, you know, like it's been great really doing this job because I've been able to network with so many people. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, great. He's like, so here's my card. Um, What did you say your last name was? I'll add you on like LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, this guy's pitching to me. You think so? And I was like, what do you mean? Do I think so? The guy gave me his card. I was like, yo, let's connect. If you know of any opportunities, let me know. So I was just like, wow, like on the one hand, I was like, I admire the hustle. Mm. That's like super smart. Mm. Ultimately, I mean, look, you're in, you're in SF, you're in the Valley. You're, Mm -hmm. you've got the opportunities. Why not do it? But I totally see why this needs to be done because like here in the UK, for example, there are quiet carriages on trains. Are there? On the underground. Dude, where you been at? Not on the underground, on the overground trains. You nah, have never dear. had a commuter I'm, job. I'm you are a, I'm so blessed. In a city London, baby. I don't you know nothing so about this overground lucky. thing. When I used to have to commute to Amazon's outer offices, um, it was literally like Mordor out there, man. Oh, and I was days. like, you could get a quiet carriage, which meant no mobile phones, no conversations. And it was like gold dust to get a seat in that quiet carriage. Because you know what? Sometimes Do you pay extra for it. You just want to zen out. No, man, you didn't pay extra at all. Would you have paid extra for it? Yes. Oh, there we go. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So that's a real, that's a rush real hour. need for this feature. One other thing that I think is kind of sad for the drivers, potentially humanity in general, it's quite dehumanizing, isn't it? 100%. I was going to bring that up. You're, you're participating in the gig economy. One of the few benefits you gain, other than literally what your minimum wage, is the opportunity to connect with people. You know, mm-hmm. people get into that role because they like talking. They like talking to people. And suddenly, you know, imagine you have a day where every single ride is Zen mode. Mm. I guess at the same time, though, once autonomous vehicles come in. That's what I'm saying. So the articles that I read around this were basically saying um, it does reflect that we are hungry for autonomous vehicles. And as much as we might protest and say, no, you know, we want drivers to have a job and income and this is really scary, autonomous vehicles. Actually, a lot of us would just prefer if there was nobody there to bother us and we could just sit on the back of a car Mm. and it would take us where we want to go and and we would have to make small talk for small talk. So Yeah, and also autonomous vehicles don't have body odor because let's be real. (laughs) No, let's be real. What kind of cabs are you getting into? My my, my Uber drivers are smelling fresh, man. What? Yeah. Nah, man, I've been in some funky smelling cabs. Would you give a low rating for that? Well, I haven't. Actually, ever, but... <laughs> the funniest tweet I said was I saw was like, being a millennial is like having a bad experience in an Uber or, or any kind of service, but not wanting to give like a low rating because you don't want to jeopardize the person's income. Like literally. <laughs> I've been that way. I've been like, oh, you know what? This is a terrible ride. But, you know, he just he gave me the story about how he's, you know... Capitalism. He's, yeah, like he's, he's, he's a migrant, got freak. I'm not going to jeopardize exactly. like, dude's income kind of thing like here. So, and I feel bad about doing those kind of stuff. Like I've had bad services and I've been like, I don't even want to like snitch to the head office and be but like... But different rules apply. You know what I mean? Like if... It, Maybe that's the shtick, though. Maybe that's their narrative. Maybe they're actually, like, not 
in trouble at all. What and they're mean? just saying that so that they can be bad drivers. Maybe. Yeah. I doubt it. I really doubt it. But yeah, no, it, it would take a lot for me to not give someone five stars. The one time I I've gave somebody... I've even been in a car that smelled like vomit, yo, and I uh, gave him five stars. That might not be his fault, though. That's probably the pre... I don't think he threw up. I think it was a pre- Yeah, but still. Uh, blame drunk Londoners, like... Clean that stuff. I think, no, I was in an Uber one time, and a guy, like, uh, yelled a racial epithet to, like, another driver, and I was just like, yo, fam, what are you <laughs> doing? You know you're getting one star after this. Wow. Yeah, I gave one star, but I never actually snitched at Uber, which I should have. And that's As even... If Uber it, would care. They, oh, no, they would throw him off the platform. Would they? they would throw him, and the thing is, even then, I didn't have the heart to be like, I'm going to make sure this guy has no income. I can't. I, I don't know. I'm just a bit soft. But I gave him one slot. I probably could. Like, I could have easily wrote that to Uber's head mm. office and they would have been like, this guy's off the platform. Okay. And, and zero income. Question. But, what, what would it take for you to be explicit in the feedback? And say, this guy's got to go. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be like bad service. Like sometimes they pick you up like far from where you meant to be picked That's up. That's so or annoying. To, yeah, it? but I wouldn't. It would have to be something where they personally insulted me or yeah. like or you know were being super creepy yeah. or like something along those lines, right? Yeah. Um, it it had to be a personal violation of my personal space for somebody that I'm with or yeah. really creepiness like that's where I th- that's where I draw the line or like some kind of a racial abuse or whatever yeah. right and to be honest the person who did that racial epithet to someone going past I should have got them thrown off as well yeah. I, I I was wrong but I just didn't have the heart for it at the time yeah in hindsight I think I, I, that was crossed the line that should have been like yo fam you got to go that's not on yeah right but um Ra- random aside it's a tangent if you'll permit me gone. My friend got an Uber. Is tangents. Come on, let's this go. <laughs> <laughs> my friend got an Uber. Uber was like, yo, like, I, I need the bathroom, man. Can I use your bathroom? And my friend was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Come on in. In your yard? In, his, in the person's Yeah, script, yeah, I'll be yeah. Like, Hell no. <laughs> what? Who are you? <gasps> really? You were yeah, like, no. Wow. No? Where's your generosity gone, man? Just like, a second Sam. ago, you were like, <laughs> come oh, into my I, yard to use the toilet. Yeah. Mm. What? Too much. What kind of dehumanizing experience <laughs> are you much. trying to put on this nah, person? Anyway, I mean, listen, you're it's a stranger me, to a certain extent. Where should they go? In the yard? McDonald's, on the street? There's, there's so many McDonald's <laughs> everywhere. Like, what do you want from me? That's what I do. Wow. Okay. What? When you were driving your Uber? No, as in I'm walking down the road. I need to go to the toilet. I'll go to like a hotel or a you're McDonald's. You're me you don't walk up to strangers and ask them if... <laughs> I was looking at Abba like, you nuts. That would be the equivalent anyway. of me somebody's coming, like somebody's leaving their house. I'm like, I need to go to the toilet. Can I go to your house? I need to the toilet. No. This isn't the same. Just because there's an app. Because there's a bit of software. There's a, there's a small <laughs> software layer on top of the on top of the context. Yeah, it don't change anything. But we do not know each other. I don't care if you got four point nine five stars. Me not care. <laughs> They've been driving. All right, cool. They've been driving. Oh my god, this guy is killing me. Anyway, so the guy's like, my friend's like, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, come in. Anyway, so they go in. Like twenty minutes pass. <laughs> This is what you get. This is what you get. And my friend's like, is he okay? Of course he's fine. He's just dropping logs. He's number two. And you left that window open for it. Yes. If someone's in the toilet, there's no guarantee what they're trying to do. Don't assume. Do not assume it's a number one. You're too fast. So then finally the guy goes, oh yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. And then he leaves. And my friend is just like, I can't believe that. Hello. Yes, Abba. True or false? Go on. 40% 40% of all venture capital professionals mm-hmm. went to t- one of two universities. I'm going to say true. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, it is true. Yeah, um, I can guess the schools. Oh, can you? I can guess the schools. Uh, I have a feeling you might know what I'm talking about <laughs> here. Guess Harvard. Yes. Yes. And this is the Stanford. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. So this is pretty crazy. This is the story um, that's been covered by Richard Kirby and uh, the very interesting research he's done on venture capital. 
his discovery that 40% of venture capital professionals did their undergraduate or graduate degree at either Stanford or Harvard is his way of demonstrating the mirrorocracy that plagues not just VC, but tech in general, um, and the lack of meritocracy within that. And the fact that it is still very much a case of people wanting to work with people that they feel familiar with and people feel familiar with people of the same institution and the same race and the same background. And you know what? I wanted to be shocked when I read that headline. I'm not going to lie, but I wasn't because mm. it explains so much of what we talk about. You have yeah, one 100%. elite group of people with a very ultimately narrow and limited view of the world. Look, I'm not saying that they're the only people with a narrow and limited view of the world. I'm saying each of us as individuals across the many dimensions of humanity have views of the world limited by our own experiences, which is why we need to make sure that there are lots of different types of us in the room mm. to create that broad spectrum. But I, I, I wasn't surprised to hear about this. Um, I've spent some time in Silicon Valley and, you know, everyone is the same and everyone does know each other. And it's pretty incestuous and it's kind of shocking and sad. Mm. Um, but I guess just to be reminded of it in that stark way with the numbers, um, yeah, it was just like, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, frustrating and 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 to be honest I bet if we looked at let's say London's startup system um, or even Silicon Valley New York's you could probably do a similar modeling with the schools that founders come from because yeah. what I have found You're is right. that when it comes to pattern matching which VCs are so obsessed with mm. educational institution plays a huge role in that so yeah, just like just like VCs like to recruit from their alma maters like mm. okay I'm going to hire a Harvard guy or Stanford guy or whatever You'll also find VC saying, oh, you know, we like to get founders out of Oxbridge, Imperial, yeah. UCL, etc. Mm. Um, how does this make you feel, Michael, about the future? What can you be optimistic about when you see stuff like this? Mm, not much, to be honest. Um, I don't think there is a lot to be optimistic about. I think I just, I'd reiterate what you said. I think there is a lot of false signals of value that people use to determine who should get money to be investors. And your academic institution is one of them. Um, and like I said, I think, I think in the UK it would be actually, yeah, probably worse. I mean, you know, the percentage of people in the UK that went to private school that are, are MPs is, is like disproportionately high. So I wouldn't imagine that our VCs would be any different, really. Private school, Oxbridge, for example. What I would like to know, what are the returns of the VCs that went to Harvard and Stanford versus the returns of non-Harvard and Stanford? Because I feel like... That would be, be super honest, interesting. Yeah, because I feel like, let's quantify the difference. And I would imagine that there is no quantifiable superiority gained from Harvard or Stanford investors. I don't believe it for one second. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe it for one second. And yeah. somebody really does need to do that work just to show once and for all the, the bullshitness of it all. I think whatever you say about being a founder or an entrepreneur or even a, a software engineer, if you can code, you can code. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. But this kind of stuff is basically about who do you know? What school did you go to? Yeah. And it has all the trappings of, privilege. The, of the privilege of the, of the old world of like the things that were meant exactly. to be breaking down. The things wow. where it's like the, like the cream rest, like rise to the top mm. as long as it's an open play, playing field. And this is the absolute opposite, you know. Um, I guess let's, let's put it all out there actually. So there is a fund. I'm not going to mention the name of the fund or where they're based or what country they're in that I was made aware of. And I was looking at the credentials of the, the VCs and... They hadn't done much. They hadn't had any real world experience. They hadn't started any startup, but they did go to the right places for academia and they did do the right internships, you know, finance, finance internships, Goldman Sachs, blah, 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 blah. And then maybe a small internship in a prominent VC fund. And all of a sudden they were giving a ginormous fund. And that irks me, not because I'm a hater. Shout out to you. If you're going to get your coin, get your coin. Like I'm not hating on that, but I'm saying, what does that represent? 
when you know somebody who hasn't got any real world experience and i've been told so many times that the way to become a vc is is to have your own company sell it and once you've had a big exit then you can be let in and that's the way people pretend that there's some kind of you know manageable path there's a track Mm. that you can do based purely off merit but when i'm seeing private school jp morgan you know internship at a vc firm all of a sudden give me 300 million dollars to invest i'm thinking to myself yo this is like i don't see how this is even like where's the fairness in that i don't yeah. see it. like it's, it's such bullshit I'm how not, do we replicate how that? do you replicate that how does anybody replicate that right you know without being given the right setup what what are the percentage of people that go from a normal state school or a normal like just public high school as you would call it in the states that are going to be able to replicate that none right but does that mean that there's no one that could produ- reproduce those returns no of course they can mm. anyways if there is a thing out there that tracks vc returns i would love to see it yeah, and then uh, maybe I'll do it myself. Fuck it. I was gonna say, someone, yo, if you're out there trying to think of what to do for your grad thesis, um, yeah. this would be really interesting. And the whole data set, uh, I'm sure that, it's there. yeah, it is. So the whole data set that Richard put together is available on a Google sheet for people to look at. He's listed all of the. Do you think you'd be able to get the VC returns? That's the thing. That's the hard part. Mm. That's not going to be open and accessible unless you're you're an investor in that fund, right? You're an LP. Are they going to tell you what the returns are? There's a lot of trust involved, isn't right. there? Right, but then maybe you can go on Crunchbase and find out what companies they've invested in and then look at those exits and see. Look, you're getting your step-by-step right Listen, here, yeah. people. Well, like me, if you're doing like a data science like, <laughs> uh, thesis or anything like that, send me an email, tekishpod at gmail, and I'll tell you what to do <laughs> kind of thing, and track it. And like, yo, like, let's, let's blow the, the, the lid off this thing. One thing I'll say as well is like, if you are interested in getting into venture capital um, and you did not go to Harvard and you did not go to Stanford, please don't let these stories put you off because you're just the people that we need and mm. if there's anything that we can do to support you let us know and I know for every VC that went to whatever Harvard or Stanford you know it's 40% is a significant number but there's still that other 60 that didn't and you know let's celebrate them and there are a lot of mover and shakers trying to change up the game and make it different and make it better so mm. there is change probably not happening fast enough or, or in a big enough way but Please, people, get involved. Mm. Don't don't let these numbers put you off. If anything, use them as a catalyst to be more determined to change it. Yeah, I'd reiterate that. And shout out to Arlen Hamilton. You're leading the way. Yeah. Show, show the rest of us the way. So one big story this week was about Beyonce, a.k.a. Mrs. Carter, a.k.a. Bae, a.k.a. Beyonce, <laughs> um, a.k.a. Mother of Blue Ivy. What are the other two kids called? Rumi and... Something, sir? Something, I don't know. Yes! Something like that. Sir, yeah. Sir, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, Beyonce the Great. Um, doing it for the culture once again with her upcoming Vogue September cover. Obviously, September issue of Vogue is the biggest issue of Vogue. There was even a documentary about it. Um, I was so shocked. Was I shocked? I was shocked and saddened. <laughs> a part of me is like, oh my God, I'm shocked. And then like the other voice in me is like, are you? But anyway, the first black photographer in Vogue's history, almost 150 years, um, to shoot a cover has finally happened thanks to Beyonce herself. Um, Everyone's getting really, really excited about it. So shout out Beyonce, doing it for the culture. And this is just another reminder as well that you should always pass the ladder back down. A hundred percent. Like, so I think Beyonce has been put in charge right of the issue. Yes. So she's gone out of her way and said, I'm going to hire this I forgot the person's She's name. Twenty three years old. I think it's a dude. He's oh hello. Yeah, I think it's Work a twenty three year old dude who's um 
going to be the first black photographer to ever shoot the cover of Vogue. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's a testament to the fact that, listen, if you're a black person or any kind of underrepresented minority and you get put on, like, yeah, Tyler Mitchell. Bring, your, bring your community forward with you, man. Don't be that kind of person who's like, yeah, I made it. Mm. And, you know, like, I don't care about anybody else that's from my world. Um, so shout out to Beyonce, like. And shout out, shout out to Tyler Mitchell. Other pop culture news, Disney has announced that they're going to do their first African princess. Um, it's going to be titled Sade, I think it is. And it's going to be a live action one, so shout out to that. I think the Black Panther effect is really truly live and kicking. Like, I think they yeah. saw like the, the box office of Black Panther was like, okay, Africa, we're in. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Africa. <laughs> you got like, any <laughs> other Africa stories <laughs> yeah, in there? Basically, yeah, basically, right. But that's how it works, though. Was. That's how it works. So you got to ride this train while it's hot. You know, what I mean? get, get these stories. I'm out scared, here. man. What happens when the train loses steam? Are I mean, we gonna get put back on the boat? But the thing is, <laughs> but the thing is about this type of thing, like with Disney films, they test, they la- they last the test of time. They, oh, yeah. they stand the test of time. Sorry, and Do little they? kids, little kids. I mean, I'm still watching Fantasia? the old school. Okay, yeah, all right, cool. But you, like, <laughs> I'm still watching Lion King and Jungle Book. A lot of this stuff mm. is like 30, 40, 50 years old. Like with Jungle Book, for that's example, true. right? So if little kids are going up watching Shadi in the future, that's amazing. And also. About time. Come on now. Like Simba, Mufasa, that was like when we were babies, yeah. man. Yeah, we were like, yeah. what, six, seven, well, eight? Technically, you could say that African, the Lion King was an African story because it was set in Africa, right? And it, and like. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Simba and Mufasa, obviously yeah. the dad and the son yeah. in the Lion King, but that was over 20 years ago. Yeah, a long time. 96, right? Yeah. Okay, what? Well, and then there's ago. been Moana and then there's been Home. There's I mean, literally been had, two, like was, one um, a decade. What, they do one black film a decade, one was, non-white one? film? Something, The Princess and the Frog. There was an African-American story, but this is the first official African princess oh, as great. In, from, from the continent, right? Also, shout out Yoruba name, Shade. Is, it, is that Yoruba name? Yeah. I don't know that. Mm. So what Ade I, means crown, wealth, glory, uh, which is why you have Ade in lots of names, including my surname. Just a quick um, end of house clearing. Uh, just wanted to shout out the fact that we've launched a Patreon. Woo, woo, money. I'm joking. And um, it should be out by the time this episode drops. And yeah, it has a whole bunch of prizes ranging from shout outs to all the way to the top, which is um, getting an hour's coaching from me and Abba. If you want to boost your side hustle, your career, your your startup, and you want to like talk to us about it, whatever, that's one of the prizes on offer. And yeah, like obviously we appreciate what all of you listeners and all that you've done to support us and writing reviews and whatnot. But if you want to give that extra bit of support and help us make uh, Techish more sustainable and let us invest in more things like video perhaps or whatnot, um, yeah, go support, go check it out. Yeah, so everybody leave your reviews and yeah, give us a shout. Hashtag techishpod at gmail.com and yeah, we love you. See you next week. Share it with a friend. Ciao.